0: What's uh, stopped or stood in the way of this sort of program being implemented in other uh, countries is um, tax law, that tax law is very complicated, and particularly I think in the United States that I mentioned earlier, that was the big concern, that they would have to overhaul their entire tax system in order to make this work. Given our current tax system, how much would have to change to make a program like this work?
1: Well, I'm sure there would need to be some changes, but... uh... The current system, the current uh, tax system, does have elements of guaranteed income or basic income in it uh, already, uh, such as the the seniors. You know, we've we've had since the 70s we've had a guaranteed income for senior citizens. Uh, so, uh, so some of the uh, mechanism and some of the machinery that's necessary and the bureaucracy is uh, is already there. So, yeah. So, but part of any pilot project, we we have to assess all the costs. Uh, and, and benefits of it. Interestingly enough, there was a study done by uh, a group uh, overseen by a group of economists in Ontario years ago, and they said that nationally, poverty probably costs about $30 billion annually, and they, they, they uh, divided that up into uh, a lot of costs in the health care system because the low-income people use much more of the health care system than the higher-income people. So, and they said uh, also lost productivity, uh, additional crime uh, uh, problems uh, that exist... So when you add it all up, they said about $30 billion a year. On the other hand, there was another organization, a government entity called the National Council on Welfare that existed at the time, and they said, well, you know, to bring everybody from where they are now up to the poverty line, they thought would be $12 billion. Well, I don't know how accurate those figures would be today, but it's far better to spend $12 billion than $30 billion. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and therein lies the backbone of your thesis, because basically your, your theory is that you want to do a pilot project to see what the offsetting benefit, the lack of uh, cost right. associated with uh, welfare, would, if, would it outweigh the benefits uh, that would have to be paid out? That's
1: precisely what this is all about. I... Because I think people want to see uh, the proof, and if we can prove this to be uh, the case, then I think we can end poverty. And we could end a lot of uh, costs, a lot of uh, expensive uh, bureaucracy within the social welfare system uh, that we have today.
0: And certainly there's going to be, as there is with any government, um, proposal. There's going to be those that take advantage of that proposal. And if there were a negative income tax uh, program, you're going to have those couples, for example. I'm thinking about two income families, uh, two parents at home. Uh, you know, one wants to stay home and... Uh, um, you know, just benefit supplement their other uh, the other spouse's income. There would have to be something done to ensure that it wasn't a simple handout.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't want a handout. I want a hand up. I want I want to bring people up to a, a new floor, uh, uh, and uh, by doing that, they they then have a basis to be able to grow from there. And because uh, I I don't I don't know if anybody uh, would just want to sit around on a very basic. Uh, just above the poverty line kind of uh, money, uh, uh, you know, that just gets you food on the table and, and the, the very basic kind of things. Uh, people want to do better than that. And, and, uh, I think we need to, we'll still need programs like helping train people for, for jobs. We'll still need to provide support in areas such as affordable housing, or the infrastructure kind of programs and affordable, uh, housing, for example. Uh, but in terms of the income security, I think this would be a far more efficient and effective system and I think at the end of the day would cost us less.
0: You know it's interesting because of course when the topic of the Senate comes up and particularly in the last uh, year or so uh, people question what the Senate does and are not are no longer satisfied with the explanation that it's a chamber of uh, sober second thought but this is an example is it not sir of what the Senate actually does do?
1: Oh we we do some great studies uh, on different issues, we're about to unveil one next week on the obesity uh, question and uh, many other studies that we've done over the years that I think are quite valuable and, and informative to government in developing uh, public policy. But you know, we, we, that doesn't get out. It's the few scandals that get out as opposed to the good work that's being done. Now, the Senate is evolving. The Senate is undergoing a change. We're, we're moving towards a more independent and more nonpartisan chamber. And I think as a result, we'll see more of these uh, kind of efforts uh, to help develop public policy and do it in a more useful way. And it'll, I hope, will build a better reputation for the Senate.
0: Earlier today, I spoke with uh, a writer, David Martin, with uh, Huffington Post. And he recently wrote a blog, I think it was just yesterday or this morning, why I would make a great senator. It was basically a tongue-in-cheek uh, piece. Uh, but it was it, he was questioning the new method by which senators are chosen. I'm curious what you think about this advisory committee um, asking for applications, basically, and narrowing it down to five for the uh, prime minister to look at.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's a good idea. Uh, I know you have a different system in Alberta, but I think... Uh, uh, it's a good idea uh, because in past it was all always the personal choice of the prime minister, regardless of uh, what uh, party the prime minister was from, and it was largely people that were loyal to the party. And I think we got to get away from that. I, I, that that that's been part of what's hurt the senate's uh, reputation. So I, I think uh, we have a chance of getting a wide range of people uh, with a wide range of uh, expertise and knowledge about different issues. Uh, that I think can make the uh, the Senate a better
0: place. You know, I don't want to dwell on this. You mentioned it a moment ago, but, of course, the scandals, uh, the scandals, well, I guess it's plural, scandals in the Senate in the last little while. As a senator, how tough has that been for you? I mean, what, what just what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it, it's not been pleasant, but, you know, I, I try to keep my head down and keep working on uh, the different issues uh, that I'm involved in uh, in the Senate and... Uh, uh, hoping that uh, we're able to finally break through and show people that we do things that are, are useful. We're the Chamber of Sober Second Thought, and I think we're now going to be given that opportunity to demonstrate that, that we can provide uh, some expertise that is helpful in the drafting of legislation uh, for this country.
0: And what is the next uh, move, uh, what's the next step for the proposal you've made for the for this particular... Well,
1: it's on the Senate floor, and it'll be debated. There are different uh, members. I, we'll ought to get up and talk about it, and uh, hopefully, within the next few weeks, that we voted on, and it's uh, advice to the government. It's uh, it's request them to to uh, talk to the provinces and territories. Uh, there's a number of them that are interested. Yesterday, Ontario's uh, budget uh, mentioned a basic income pilot. Uh, Quebec's interested. Um, the the mayors of uh, of Edmonton and and Calgary have both uh, indicated their their interest in it. Uh, <coughs> so I think. Uh, There's a a growing momentum here. And so we'll give that advice to the government when we pass it, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll start talking to the province, territories, municipalities, whatever, and and come up with a pilot program and and complementary studies that will help bring out all the the evidence that's necessary to make a, a decision.
0: Well, it's going to be an interesting uh, story to follow, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We'll have to have you on the show again a little farther on down the road if it makes it out of the Senate. I appreciate your time today, though, uh, Mr. Engleton, and thank you so much, and thank you for your service to the country.